Moms Without Time podcast. It's all too much and not enough at the same time. Hello and welcome to Moms Without Time podcast, a show where two moms share their own experiences, thoughts, ideas, and tips on all things being a mom. I'm Melissa, mom of two beautiful girls. And I'm Monica, mama of one. Come listen in and be part of our conversation where we discuss the hard stuff, the fun stuff, and the not-so-talked-about stuff. Motherhood is a tremendously rewarding and beautiful journey, and we want to share it with you. So don't stop what you're doing. Just pop those headphones in, get ready to pick up some toys, wash bottles, or start your pump sesh. Whatever you choose, be part of the conversation by listening in, joining us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Without Time, Be sure to send us a DM if you have any thoughts or questions and head over to our website, momswithouttime.com for more information and our everyday resources. Welcome everyone. We are Moms Without Time podcast and we are so excited to be back and talking about our first series, New Mama, What We Wish We Knew. And we're going to be talking about breastfeeding for this episode. Fun stuff. Yes. And so just remember that this is just a quick what we wish we knew about breastfeeding we do want to have like a more intense several episode long series about breastfeeding itself because there's so much to talk about when when it comes to breastfeeding so this is just quick things that we encountered as first-time moms right and if you're in the thick of it and this already feels overwhelming to you just relax take a deep breath Uh uh-huh there's more to come definitely so uh we're gonna talk about like the things that happened at the hospital yes. right and we're gonna talk about things that we did learn um, briefly and just what we wish we knew how about we kick it off with our first question or topic mm-hmm. what did we actually know about breastfeeding so the only thing that I knew about breastfeeding was like you pop the boob and the baby drinks milk yep literally no, I'm not even kidding I'm not even kidding like literally I just thought and I, I've seen other moms, like, you know, restaurants or some of my friends that were breastfeeding. Pictures. Yeah, and it just looks so natural, and everybody makes it feel like, seem like it's so natural, and that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I'll share um, just that that's pretty much that all, that's all I knew about it. Yeah. No, um, I think I knew that, but less. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, going into my OB-GYN uh, appointment and they were like, you need to take that breastfeeding class. And I was like, for what? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what do we have to do? Like, do I have to pass a test? Yeah. What's happening? Like, I really thought that it was just going to be, like you said, popping a boob eventually. Yeah. Or like, I would know when she would be hungry. Yeah. I didn't even know that I needed to feed her. Yeah, there's so much to it. You that, know? Yeah. Oh just, my gosh. I didn't know anything. So, um, I actually know that I was breastfed. Um, my mom talked about it. Um, she never talked about how hard it was. So I don't think till this day yeah, she, she would ever yeah, talk about she, how hard it was. Yeah, I don't think so. And, I, my, and my sister did too. Um, she's uh, older than me, but my nephews are older already. Um, and so we were young when she had her babies and I don't remember it being a big deal, but I also wasn't a mom back then. You know, so it's not like I was like paying really attention. paying attention. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was a complete reality check. So um, I'll talk about a little bit about what happened. I guess is that what we're talking about next? Yeah, we talk about what happened with us, right? Yeah, at the hospital. Yeah, that's okay. So um, when Maya was born, um, it was before the pandemic. So she's three, 
and our families were, were all there. And so they were all outside the door, like when Maya was born. So um, as soon as she was born, like after they got her ready and prepped and waited and everything, everybody came in. They all wanted to see her. They, everybody wanted to see her. Yeah. Everybody wanted to hold her. And so I, not knowing any better, was just like, sure, you know, let's, you know, our baby's here. Let's everybody come in, you know? So I don't think I put her to the breast for four hours. Like I look back at that time and I'm like, oh my gosh, because of what I know now, I'm like, I didn't even try yeah. for, for like four hours. And so when it came time, it was, she wasn't latching. Mm. And I'm like, what is going on right now? You know? So, um, you know, the nurses there, of course, they're trying to be very helpful and, you know, they, they know what they're doing. And so um, they were trying to teach us and all the hospitals have lactation consultants. And so they come in, um, but everybody suggested that I use a nipple shield. Yeah. And so I did, and I, I successfully was able to use a nipple shield, and I'll say that I used it for the first three months. I hated that thing, legitimately hated that thing, because yes. for me it was very messy and um, just didn't feel natural. I had to put it on, I had to use tape, like all these mm -hmm. things. And so, um, yeah, it was just like immediate. She wasn't latching, so she's not latching, use a nipple shield, you know? Yeah. And so, um, for the first three months, we did it that way. And then, you know, I would occasionally try to get her back on. But I really didn't try that hard because, like I said, I have a lot of anxiety about things. And so the moment my baby would cry, I'm like, nope, back to the nipple shield, you know? And so I it, it ended up exclusively pumping. So I did have to uh, pump for her after that because the nipple shield just wasn't working. Um, and I actually have a very heavy and fast letdown. And um, for those of you who don't know what the letdown is, is when the milk comes out, like it actually gets let down and is available. Um, and you can feel it sometimes. It's like turning on a water faucet, but it's not like just turning it on. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of It takes, cranking. yes, exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I like that. I like that analogy. Um, and mine literally cranks wide open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So my babies, both of them, um, with my letdown, they would choke. Yeah. And um, it was just too much for their little mouths to handle. And so I would feel extremely bad about it. And even with the nipple shield, it was just so hard. No one told me that you could have something like that. I had no idea that you could have a fast letdown and that your baby could possibly choke on it. Right. You know what I mean? Or even if you already knew that that was happening, like who's going to confirm? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, and so, but anyways, that's that's kind of how we've happened. With Juliet, it was a whole different story, and I'll talk about her in just a little bit, but um, that was my... Your first experience yeah, of breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think mine's kind of similar, uh, it, without the, everybody coming into the room, because I had Millie mm -hmm. during a pandemic and a winter storm. So, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, so we yeah. already knew that nobody was going to be in the room except my husband. And that was cool. Mm -hmm. I actually preferred it that way mm -hmm. because I was a little troubled about who to choose yeah. to be the third person to be in there or the second person to be in there. So I actually was like, I'm glad I didn't have to choose the special person, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was nice. Victor was going to be in there. Great. You've told me. I took the class. I thought I knew enough. But what happens is that I had a really scary, I don't know, but to me it was like traumatizing 
birth experience. You know, mm -hmm. I, I 25 hours in labor, I was still five centimeters dilated. Mm -hmm. And I think I was at 19 hours and they were telling me, okay, you are like at risk for infection. So we need to start pushing now mm -hmm. or else we might have to take you in, but they didn't want to say. And so mm -hmm. I started pushing eventually you know, we see head. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. But everything happened so quickly. And I was on epidural, but not really on epidural. It had worn off. Yeah, and you were in there a long time. I was contracting and feeling all the pain. And I was, I was honestly, I'm very low tolerance with pain. So I was giving up. I was giving up on my own baby. I was like, y'all will have to do this for me because I am <laughs> right now giving up. I was exhausted. Yeah. By the time oh, yeah. Millie came out, like, it was crazy how I spent the three hours just pushing out her head but once that came out the rest of the body just flowed out and mm -hmm. I was just like so magical but it was like you know you're charging a battery but then for some reason the cable wasn't plugged in and as soon as you pull out the battery it's like it completely died mm -hmm. and that was me I literally completely oh. felt like all the energy had yeah. flown out of me so they put Millie on top of me and they're asking me to breastfeed her and the first thing that comes out of the nurse's um you know, no offense to her, but like, come out of her mouth is like, you need a nipple shield. She just had, just, she just looked at my breast and was like, you're going to need that. Mm. And I remember hearing about that because yeah. thankfully I had you. Yeah. So I was already a little upset, but I also didn't have the energy to complain yeah. or, to, or to count, or, you know, to like, be like, no, nah, I don't want that. Or yeah, because I, because I think with my experience yeah. with Maya, I was telling you, like, if this is what you want, like, I, I always tell people, like, you make a decision about what you want to do, the way you want to feed your baby. Yeah. So if this is what you want, I was this is what you need to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know I remember telling you like you just have to put her to the breast and yeah. let her keep trying. I couldn't argue. And you couldn't, yeah. Because yeah. I was so drained yeah. that what she was telling me was the only thing that yeah. was happening. So yeah. she brought the nipple shield. It's the first thing that touched Millie's lips, mm -hmm. and and I was falling asleep. You yeah, know, trying to breastfeed breastfeed her. So I don't think I mean I'm glad that it happened that mm -hmm. we had that you know chest to chest. Yeah, and that we had the time to try. But mm -hmm. I feel like the fact that that happened right right you know right at the beginning it wasn't even let me try first. Yeah, it was just like here's a nipple shield. I think that had pretty much set the entire stage for what became yeah. my breastfeeding journey, which yeah. was. Um, very short-lived it felt like for a while oh, yeah but um so we both became exclusive yeah, pumpers exclusive for our pumpers. I, I only nursed Millie for about two months in with in the last that second month I was just really upping my supply to become an exclusive pumper. yeah so yeah yeah I had a lot of anxiety too I cried a lot but um but it was all good <laughs> yeah you looking at them like and eh, it was more of my anxiety yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh it's just like because our instincts is like the only thing that we know we need to do yeah. is feed this baby yes. you know what I mean yeah and so um I feel like we were talking about earlier culturally like it's breastfeeding it's like you gotta breastfeed you know yeah. um and of course we do know that breast milk is you know the better option but it's not the only option right. you know and it's not the right option for every person um, but we were instilled like you gotta feed that baby with your breast yeah no I, I uh, <clears throat> you mentioned how, that you knew you were breastfed I knew that I was breastfed but I didn't know until like later on mm -hmm. until you know my mom asked me are you breastfeeding and I said yes but with a bottle and that didn't it didn't click in her head that that could be a thing 
you know, mm, that I can yeah. be a breastfeeding mother, but yes. I'm still feeding yeah. my child with the bottle. Yeah. So. I do feel like my mom was also like, are you going to, like, only the baby can take the milk out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a cultural generational thing. Um, thank God for pumps, you know. Yes. Um, everybody chooses their own journey, but um, I definitely think that there's not enough information out there on um, learning how to actually put the baby to the breast. You know, I'm glad that there are lactation consultants out there um, and that, you know, the nurses, you know, are helpful, but um, it's not the same and they're also busy. You know what I mean? Like you can't get a lot of one-on-one. So here's a, here's to add to that. Um, I had Millie at the end of the day or towards the end of the day, by the time I went into my room, they told me that my the lactation consultants all had left for the day. Oh, yeah. So I had to wait, you know, about like eight hours until the next one came in. Yeah. So that wasn't great because the nurses that were there kind of knew but didn't want to share in misinformation. Yeah. And so when I did ask, it was a lot of like, Wait for the lactation. Wait for the lactation. So, yeah. 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 So I think that, you know, the critical hours were missed. Oh my gosh, for you sure. Know, those hours that you really needed to try, they, they, we just didn't have. Yes. We just didn't have that. Yeah, so. for sure. And so I do, I do know that hospitals are moving towards being more uh, breastfeeding friendly. Um, but, oh my gosh, there's just so much out there. So we're hopefully going to give you the, the initial things that we wish we knew. Um, about breastfeeding and like I said later on we'll, we'll share a lot more detailed information so what are some of the things you wish you knew about navigating breastfeeding okay well first off definitely the class you know what yeah. I mean I think that like I said I didn't take it seriously and now that I know that what I know now I wish that I would have taken it seriously and one thing about the class is that they the nurse or the lactation consultant that take you know uh, does a course they give you their email or some type of resource to follow back on and I think that the first thing we should do is follow back on with questions like mm -hmm. questions on like if you are deciding to nurse because mm -hmm. I think you should already have kind of a predetermined decision on whether yes. that's going to be what you choose to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely follow up on what can I do to prepare myself for that one thing I try to tell people all the time um, being a nurse myself is like don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. So many people are afraid to um, look dumb, you know, or... Or is it a dumb question? Yeah, or like, should I know this already? Like, there, I, I stick with it. There's no dumb question. Ask your questions. That's what they're there for. Yeah. It's one of my main phrases. The nurses, the lactation consultants, your doctors, that's what they're there for. Yes. Don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Here's another one. Um, after you've breast or after you've birthed your child, the lactation consultant will, if you know, some like I said, some hospitals are more breastfeeding friendly, but a lot of them have places where you can call a nurse line mm -hmm. or talk to a lactation consultant or even have them come over to your house. Yeah. And all of that can be covered through insurance, and yeah. people don't know that. So like. Hello, maybe call your insurance beforehand and find out, find out yeah. so that you're prepared if you need them to come in. Yes. If you need more hours with them, yeah. do it. Because I feel like I remember getting like the text of like, move her this way, do this other thing. And you know, mm -hmm. even when I was at the hospital trying different positions but not really perfecting it in that time, mm -hmm. I think that if maybe I would have had more time and called someone into the, to the home, maybe yeah. I would have been able to practice. Yeah. But I also didn't have the patience. 
<laughs> yeah, so. it's all, I mean, it's all what you want to do. And um, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. My, it's my big, I, if that's the takeaway, ask all the questions. Yeah. Ask them all. And ask a mom that you know that has breastfed her experience. Mm -hmm. I never asked uh, my other friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Beforehand, because here I go thinking it's a natural thing. I'm not gonna have a problem with it. So we're gonna tell you, ask. Yes. <laughs> so um, I do wanna share um, what's called the golden hour. So I didn't know about the golden hour um, the first with, my, with Maya. And so the golden hour is basically the first hour after birth. It's skin to skin contact, you know, completely baby on your skin, on your chest, cuddling. The baby will start to make its way to find you to find its milk, you know? And so even if it takes a full hour, however long it takes, and you can put them, you can put the baby to your breast, but um, just make sure you have that hour. I didn't have that with Maya. And um, like I said, I didn't put her to the breast for four hours. And that is such a crucial time, like right after birth, to have that time. You cannot, if you are planning to nurse, you cannot miss that. Yeah, and you know what? With that said, though, if you are planning not to nurse, mm -hmm. it is still okay to have yes. that time. Oh, yeah. And I've seen videos of um, mothers who have to be taken out of the room after yeah. delivering. Yeah. And, and another option for that is to have your partner skin to skin. do skin yeah. to skin and have yes. some sort of a golden hour yeah. with that child because it's not the same, mm -hmm. but it's something. Yeah, and, that's just, and I do want to make sure to say... If your birth experience doesn't go the way you planned, I know it's hard not to beat yourself up about it or, you know, feel guilty. It's, you know, so many birth experiences are different, whether it's C-sections, issues that happen. If you don't have that golden hour, it's okay. Yeah. There are things that are out of your control. Don't feel bad about it. Do your best that as soon as you can, have that time with the baby. You know what I mean? But know that, that you have the you have control mm -hmm. of like saying, I want to hold her yes. for this hour. And like I said, speak up for yourself because if you tell your nurse that's there with you, I want the golden hour, they know what that means. Not all of them share what it means, but they know what that means. They will be your advocate and will, you know, I mean we're still in the pandemic right now, so people are really aren't allowed in. But if if we ever open up back up, you know, they'll make sure to at least give you that time. You know, so the golden hour for me is one of the things that you, if you want to nurse, that you need to, to do. Yeah, for sure. So. so what's the process of making milk? So um, a lot of people think, like, just like me, that once you have your baby, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I knew that it wasn't immediate. Um, nurses, like, when they have their classes, have, like, mm -hmm. a little bit of education on it. Um but it's not an immediate, you have milk. The beginning milk that you have is called colostrum. It's very thick, darker color, yellow color. And I think people sometimes say that that's not milk. Even it is milk. milk, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's like the uh, heavy antibodies, um, very thick. Um, in order to get that out, it's best to hand express, not use a pump. Um, if the baby is not latching on, that's what you wanna do. But if the baby is you know, latching, feed the baby um, it takes a few days for your mature milk to come in and some people say I don't have milk right now or my milk hasn't come in you do have milk it's just colostrum 
but it takes a few milk uh, days for your actual mature milk to come in. For for me, it was about five days both times. Yeah. And when you are feeding this baby, and especially if it's a baby that's not latching and you're pumping and you see like the tiniest amounts, it freaks you out. Yeah. You feel like, how is my baby going to get full off of this? Yeah. You know? Um, and so just know that it can take days, but you got to keep at it. And so that kind of leads us to the work that it takes. Yeah. So I think we have the misconception that, like you said, we can pop the baby in there and it's like a natural water faucet that water you know milk would just come out but it's not mm -hmm. it, you have to crank it and then sometimes if you're you know practicing the nurse position the feedings and you're gonna need to put in time mm -hmm. so um your baby will feed they say the baby will feed between 20 to 40 minutes imagine that yeah. you know mm -hmm. and if you're wanting to up your supply you might have to do an extra pump after mm -hmm. your nurse your nursing yeah. session so it's gonna take time it's gonna take just as much as your your baby will feed, that's how much you will have to pump if that's what you decide to do. Yeah. So it's gonna be constant. Usually it's about every three to four hours mm -hmm. at the beginning, around the clock. Around the It is a full-time job. Yes, yes. And I think the most important part is to be disciplined with it because mm -hmm. um, if at the especially at the beginning, if you miss a pump, it it just shows so quickly oh in your my supply. Gosh. Yeah. You know, you're what you're trying to do is kind of beat to it and make mm -hmm. sure that you are establishing that routine mm -hmm. um, one you know you you won't miss feeding your child at yeah. that time so why would you miss that pumping session yes so exactly. it's definitely important to be disciplined it's important to make sure that you are uh, pumping just as much if that's what you decide but if you're feeding just as much if you're on a routine yeah it's a little different whenever the doctors you know you take your child to the first PD appointment and they say they don't have to eat um, at night you know, if you're yeah. deciding to be a pump mom, you can't you just stop doing that. Do you still gotta do it. You gotta still wake up. <laughs> yeah, that's one so. thing. It's it's every three, for the most part, every three hours around the clock at the beginning, uh, and that's for at least three months. Yeah. It takes three months to establish your um, supply. Yeah. Um, and so it's hard. It's hard when you're. Okay, so there, we're talking about pumping because you and I were exclusive yeah. pumpers. So we tend to go gravitate to, gravitate to that. But if you're nursing, um, uh, feed as your baby wants. Yes. Right? If your baby is going four hours at night, well, four hours at night, the baby's going to do what it, the baby needs to do to get the milk out. If you're pumping, it is different. Yes. And you do have to continue every three hours. Yes. It sucks, but that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I think the only, well, one of the commonalities is that at any point in time, whatever you choose to do, you have to empty the breast. Yes. That's the only way to make milk. Yeah. <laughs> if, a lot of moms will say, you know, if I wait, my breasts will feel fuller. But that is signaling to your body that you don't need that milk as quickly. So let me make less milk next time. The way to get more Can milk is that? yeah. The way to get more milk is by frequently emptying yeah. the breast. Yeah, I hear that too. I see it on Instagram, like other moms asking me, or I've heard it, you know, just in commentaries from mm -hmm. other, other people, like, oh, but engorged means that I'm gonna be making all this milk from mm -hmm. the baby. Okay, you might you might empty that much more at that time uh -huh. that you finally decide to empty but the, the next, next time, time there will be less yes way less yes yes yeah. yes so 
don't wait till you're engorged to you know fill up because that's not the way it works you are every time you're emptying the breast you are signaling to your body make more make yeah. more i need more i don't have enough i don't have enough so um if you do end up pumping that's one thing that you need to know um and another thing is baby's tummies are tiny the very beginning and they'll share with you in the hospital that um, when the baby is a newborn, it's like a little bitty, just needs a... A, a, a spoonful. Yeah. It literally is a spoonful almost, mm -hmm. like, of milk is all, yes. they, uh, all that they need. Every three hours, but that's all that they need. So when you're, if you end up pumping and you are only giving this amount, that's how much the baby needs. Yeah. So don't feel discouraged yes. that your first pump session yes. is less than an ounce. Yes. You know, I remember pumping at the hospital because, well, one... I kind of always had it in the back of my head that I'm probably going to end up doing this because I'm a, you know, working mom. Mm -hmm. So I went and took my pump to, to the hospital and I was pumping day two. And, and I remember seeing that. I'm like, that was nothing. I probably could have had more taken out with my hands, yeah. which is probably true. But at the end of the day, it was only, it was yeah. exactly what Millie needed. And if you are wanting to nurse and it happens that um, the baby isn't latching, and so you need to pump and they end up um, feeding your baby you have to be very careful about um, overfeeding the formula or the breast milk or whatever you're getting because they, it will stretch out your baby's tummy and eventually what you're making is not enough at the very beginning so that is one thing to be very careful of is yes. is, is that you know yeah. to try to try to give the baby exactly what it needs it needs at the beginning and not more than that so um and one thing that we we didn't write down or discuss is how much it hurts oh my god so i i i will i will say with um with maya it, it didn't hurt as much because i used a nipple shield um for the first three months with juliet i, I had the golden hour with her pandemic baby no one was in there but me and my husband golden hour it took it took work she didn't latch right away and it's you know the shape of the breasts and nipples and all that she didn't latch right away but we kept at it and kept at it and kept at it and she latched but man it hurts and sometimes you bleed <laughs> sometimes you get you know some calluses um there's different things that you can get and blisters bliss or, yeah blisters use, um, i think the blebs and yeah, stuff the mm -hmm. oh, so um, just know that it's temporary and I would I'm telling you when it's 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 on directly on mouth to the nipple it will make you like cringe and just jump out of your skin um, and that's not to discourage you because you you get used to it your body is made for it um, but no one talks about how much it hurts yeah yeah nobody talks I think I think that that like I said I am a low tolerance person mm -hmm. so I, I cried nursing Millie because yeah. I'd be like, I want to just jump out of my seat. Yes. But I have to feed this baby, so I have to take it. <laughs> just <know>? throw her. <laughs> or, or, um, or, you know, sometimes there's different pains because we talk about how much it hurts, but also there's the pain that doesn't, oh that's goodness. not supposed to happen. The you're in the wrong position, the baby's not even oh sucking the right way. Yes, yeah. That's probably for the next There's video, so but. much about <laughs> it. Oh, one other thing that I wish I knew is that when you are um, nursing, you will get uterine cramps. Oh my gosh. Your uterus yes. cramps. No one tells you that. You will, it feels like 
Labor again. Yeah, yeah. Feels like contractions. Just like contractions. Just like contractions. Yes. Every time that the baby nurses for, I think it was about a week for me. I can't. You get remember. contractions. I I feel like, yeah. So I did not know that. Yeah. No, no one tells you. <laughs> or no, but this is not part of the breastfeeding. But nobody tells you you're gonna be wearing diaper too. You yeah. Know? Like, so much. So. so yeah, that's another thing that I wish I knew just to kind of prepare myself because it, it it's really like contractions again. Um, but yeah, so those are quick tips, I guess, of what we wish we knew. Um, and we want to talk about the different ways that you there are to feed your baby. And like we are always advocating for whatever the mom wants. Yes. Whatever you decide is the right thing to do for you and your baby. That is best. Yes, there's no right way. Um, there's nursing, there's pumping, and there's bottle fed with yeah. a formula. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with any of those. Um, with we, you and I both did um, pumping with the first one, and Julia, I did uh, a mixture. Um, I tried at least, but I do pump for her. Um, she did not want the bottle. She never took a bottle. Mm -hmm. So I literally had to try to uh, feed with a straw because yeah. <laughs> she refused. Um, she just wanted to nurse. So Or how about we just quickly make it a thing where we're like supplementation is a thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like moms, you know, part of being those mom groups, seeing all these moms feeling discouraged because they are supplementing their child, yeah. their newborn. Mm -hmm. And just for the record, it is totally normal. Mm -hmm. And... I've heard it somewhere, don't quote me, but it's about 75% of babies that need supplementation at the beginning. So mm -hmm. whether it is you nursing them and then giving them the bottle mm -hmm. with breast milk mm -hmm. right afterwards just to, you know, finish it off mm -hmm. the feeding, or eventually it turns out that you are not, your supply is just not able to catch up to that baby's feedings, and so you're mm -hmm. giving them some smoke in the bottle and then the rest in formula so yeah. supplementation can also look very different for different yes. you know for all the babies for yeah. all the moms but that is also another form of yeah and there's a, a tip I guess I would say is if you want to exclusively nurse and you do, are supplementing but your goal is to exclusively nurse is you nurse the baby first and then you supplement with whatever is left but you have to pump after you nurse because if you don't you're telling your body this is all I need but yet your baby's drinking more so if you are nursing and then pumping after it even if your breast is empty you're signaling to your body I need to make this much more like it's yeah. like telling your your baby's not gonna be I mean the, the, sometimes the babies will be on and sucking and trying to there is a thing like a cluster feeding um, but but for, you can't. But for the but there's a lot of times the babies get very mad if there's nothing in there. Yeah. And so if you do have to end up supplementing, you need to pump afterwards. Yeah. For at least an extra five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Just to get that supply up up to mm -hmm. meeting those babies' needs. Yeah. Supplementation is not forever. Yeah. And if it is for longer, yeah. then it's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever feel bad about the choices that you make. You know, um, that's one of the things uh, that we can talk about is um, the mom guilt when it comes to, we want to segue to that. <laughs> so my mom guilt about um, feeding my baby would be that I was an exclusive pumper for about 18 months with Maya. And every time I was on the pump, I felt so guilty about 
have, spending time away from her. Um, she would want me to hold her or play with her and you know with me at least I didn't have the um, the like the LVs or anything I had to be connected to the wall and you know and with the tubings and all yeah. that um, I used the um, what's that other one called not the spectra the other one Dreaming? No. The motif? No. Oh gosh. Can't remember the name. Those are the only ones that I know. Medela? Medela, that one. That's the one I use for Maya. I use a Spectra with um, Juliet now, but um, I was connected to the wall and it's like you, you can barely move because you're going to spill milk everywhere, you know? And so that's my that's what I would be so guilty about because sometimes I'd have to go to the room and my husband would be watching her and I'm like, this is time I could be with my baby, you and know? At, and at the beginning, it feels like 30 minutes is so long for them when their awake windows are just an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. So, feel you, yeah. My mom guilt is that I never, so I'm a very like numbers, order, organized files, documents, apps, whatever I need to get the job done. So when they told me that I had to download this app to feed my baby every three hours and to feed them about, about this much, mm -hmm. th that's about as much as I'm gonna feed them. So yeah. I remember thinking, okay, Millie ate 24 ounces last, yesterday, so she has to eat 24 ounces today. Mm -hmm. And so because Millie was, um, became a bottle-fed baby, um, I would just be so mad when she wouldn't finish the bottle. Yeah. So it could be that she might just not be as hungry, yeah. you know, at that hour. But I am discouraged and angry that she's not drinking the four ounces that I gave her. Although she did that yesterday, so why not, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think it comes, it, it is a little harder just because I pumped it out mm -hmm. to, you know, just like, that's all the 30 minutes of hard work right yeah. there. But... I got over it. Twenty. I mean, it's not always going to be exactly the same. Yeah, they, every baby's different. We don't eat all exactly the same. So. Yeah, for sure. And I know they'd say that the minimum is 24, and you do want to get to that, especially at the beginning, you know. But, oh, man, that's, it's it's hard. Oh, my gosh. I remember logging all of that stuff. Okay, but, like, here's another one. Like, I still logged until like three weeks ago, okay? Yeah, yeah. And she's 11 months old, and yeah. I'm like, I think I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get a hand now. Yeah, why am I no. logging? It's just like creating memories now. Yes. <laughs> so, some of the some of the resources that I, I would like to talk about um, is there is a, a group called La Leche League. L-E-C-H-E. -E. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've ever followed them or not. I think so. They are heavy um, nursing, baby to breast. Okay. And they give so many resources on how to do it. Um, just all the all the tips that we've talked about and a lot more. They actually have meetings, free meetings that you can go to, and they will help you get the baby to latch. I went to a few with Maya. Um, and so they would tell me how to do it, but me being the person I am, and my baby cried, that was it. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, it was it was really hard. Um, but they are a great resource that they can use, and then there's a lot of Instagram pages. Yeah, so um, a lot of people who have platforms now, and they're mm -hmm. experts, They so they do a lot of consulting. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is DM them, and they'll set up this time and space with you to talk about your personal needs. But a lot of their content that's all, you know, free content on IG is all available and I think for me it helped me a lot like mm -hmm. a lot of the tips and tricks and mm -hmm. or even just the information like hey did you know yeah you know sometimes you you just don't know yeah. and you might be going through it and you're like oh now I know and I know it's 
normal. Yes, these so. Instagram pages, y'all follow them because they are a great tool to use as a first time mom. Yep. Not knowing things, they post every day, multiple times a day. They're just so educational. Mm -hmm. It's great. So one, Lutz Lactation, that's L-U-T-Z dot Lactation. And it, she's a nurse. Uh, she's actually a NICU nurse but also becoming a registered uh, lactation consultant. Okay. So she focuses more on nursing, but does both, you know, just educating on how to empty your breast when you are a first time mom. Mm -hmm. And then there's Milk Ma LLC, who's also more nurse driven or more nurse feeding driven, but um, also does some pumping information and consulting. And then there's other more bigger um, accounts like Lactation Inc, exclusive uh, underscore pumping, pump underscore mama underscore pump. Mm -hmm. We'll all put this in our yes, house. yeah. And then there's legendary milk that shows like videos of actual real moms mm -hmm. recording their own breast, like you know, pumping or nursing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll catch your your um, your mistake, or you know, you're having an issue with uh, latching. You'll find yeah. it in there. So yeah, all of these great resources. Yes, and we'll later on we'll. Um, be a little bit more detailed because there's so much to it so much to, there's not a way we can capture it all in 60 minutes or just for breastfeeding yes actually. for sure we want you guys to be a part of the conversation by listening in joining us on instagram and facebook at moms without time and be sure to send us a dm if you have any thoughts or questions head over to our website momswithouttime.com for more info and our everyday resources